best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Uh, well, I thought it was going to be hopeful, but after last night or two nights ago, I was... Boy, oh boy. I, I know we are excited to talk about that game. We were there, so that makes it a little bit more fun for us to be back together and to be there. So, uh but yes, let, let's get let's move on to uh, the the rest of the show. Absolutely. I mean, quick disclaimer here: if you are listening to this, it's going to be it'll be interesting for you. I'm not going to lie. But if you can hop onto YouTube, we're going to be we're we're pulling out the whiteboard now on Zoom. Great new feature that they brought in, and, and we're going to break down the that the play, both plays. I think I think there there's a need to break down both plays. Um, that entire one. inning. That, let's we're going to break down to that entire inning. I'm going to be honest here with you. The ninth inning, Monday, uh, I, I don't know what to say. We'll, we'll talk about it here shortly. That might be what this entire podcast is about, if you haven't heard it already. Um, enough from everybody. It, shit show. It'd be the best. Like, I, I have no other. No, it's that it was the most Angels thing that could possibly happen. Like, it was Javi Baez against the Pirates. It was, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an explanation. It was Angels. Yeah, the worst part about this is the, the Angels took two or three from the Twins, which just made me the happiest person on on earth. And I can't even get excited about it because of what happened on Monday. So it, it is disappointing, but I think we are going to uh, educate some people and, and show some reasons why we were upset. And I'm sure everyone was upset, but I think everyone's upset but really about one guy and it's not one guy. So absolutely not. So. Before we get started here, just disclaimer, uh, you can, if you're on YouTube, you can tell it's not the normal background for me. I'm on uh, vacation, in a sense, podcasting for you guys and uh, making the show on YouTube. Forgot the mic, unfortunately, so I apologize for the horrendous audio that you guys will probably get from me. Uh, I promise it'll get better, uh, but uh, just disclaimer there. If you want it to sound a little better, probably YouTube's place to go this time, this week. 
for podcasts. Um, and again, just want to thank you all for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos Game Making the best Angels podcast out there. I truly do believe it. Um, if you could subscribe wherever you are listening or following, go ahead and pound the subscribe button if you are on YouTube. I really do appreciate it. We just hit 300 on our way to 400, on our way to 500. Just been fantastic there. Um, appreciate all the support there as well. And I know we had a couple listeners ask a couple questions actually on or watchers ask a couple questions on YouTube. Uh, we'll get to those. We will. Um, we're going to break a bunch of stuff down this week and it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun to be honest. So again, appreciate all y'all for listening. If you could give us one second to pay the bills, if you're listening to us on podcast, if not on YouTube. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go ahead and get this rolling here. And Nate, I don't even know where to start. Let's... So I got this. Actually. No, no, we. I mean, we get. We go to the where, where to start is we. We had a great week. I mean, Jared came home. Um, we we got to go to a minor league game. We we got to hang out on Sunday. Um, we got to meet some really really cool people. I don't know if Jared wants to tell that story, but we won't tell I, that story yet. I mean, this 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 had been a great week to start with. We get to go to the game on Monday. The Angels are are playing. You know. Decently well. Otani threw the ball good enough. The Angels had some good ABs against Castillo. You know, there was some hope of, hey, if we win this game, you know, maybe we can start knocking the Mariners out of the playoffs and and who knows, other things could happen. But I mean, that, I think that was the biggest thing about this is like get the Mariners out of the playoffs and we can worry about the other eight teams we have to jump later. But um, and, and then the ninth inning happened. Actually, the eighth inning happened. Where, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm not upset about the eighth. No, inning. but I, I think that it was played correctly. You know, like it, no, you know, it we was. Made, we made the I joke. Just, we we made the joke of anybody but Aaron Loop in the eighth, like saying. But like, I think they played that right. I think I think Aaron Loop coming in in the eighth made a lot of sense to me. Uh, when you go back and look at the look at the splits and reverse splits that that happened, and even bringing him back out in the ninth, I'm not upset about. Because no, it wasn't, it wasn't upset about no. either of those. Um, I was just referring to the fact that in the eighth inning, I'm sitting next to you going, you know, there's zero chance Jake Lamb hits in the ninth, right? 
absolutely zero chance he hits in the ninth. So we make sure that there's a righty available for whoever's pinch hitting for him. And the other thing in the eighth inning was Shohei Otani was on first base. Um, they, they swung at the first pitch. Uh, I believe Regifo popped up. Yeah, Regifo popped up. Taylor Ward's up, and they still don't steal second with two outs. Um, it was still with one out. One out, yes, that's right, because Taylor Ward Taylor Ward got out and Walsh hit the hit the flare down the line, which could have ended up scoring a run and giving the Angels a lead going into the ninth because I was very adamant about, you know, fine, Rendifo, leave the hole open at first, whatever. I still would have stole. Uh, but with one out in the eighth inning, you haven't really generated a lot of offense. You've got like six hits on the night, which is, you know, I guess good for this offense. And, and you got the part of the lineup that really needs to hit because after – five it's like i hope they make contact you know it's jared walsh it's you know sierra it's duggar you know whoever it was stassi at that point and it was like okay probably, like probably see adele at some point if you had a couple runners on there i'd assume yeah so you're like you gotta get into scoring position munoz is not quick to the play he's a one six and he throws the ball hard he's he's not an easy guy to square up he's not a guy that you're hoping to string two or three hits together against you're hoping for you know that one that one hit and again, you're more likely to get the little bloop single like Walsh did than you are to uh, to get something hard hit off of him. He has been very good this year. And so I know that was something that I was upset about. And then to see nobody warming up in the eighth inning, knowing that Lamb was not going to hit against Loop in the ninth was very frustrating. Knowing that, that if anything happens, you get the top of the order. You get you do yeah, get Rodri- lefty, lefty, lefty. It was uh, switch, switch left technically but there was absolutely no chance that lamb was going to hit against the lefty so you knew it was probably going to be switch switch right and then rodriguez was going to be the fourth here of the inning and france was the fifth and you did not want aaron luke facing rodriguez or france and it's and it takes that back to the shohei otani thing 100 you need to be you need to be stealing there you need to get the opportunity to get a guy in scoring position with uh with jared walsh up who seems to be pretty clutch in, in some situations. I know he's had a down year, but he's come up with a lot of big hits. Um, so you need to try to find a way to get him in scoring position. You get the you get the flare hit down the line. I don't think Otani got the best of reads on that ball. Um, two outs. He didn't run hard. Two outs. No, he two did, outs. He it did was not. Like... So that, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt there for not running hard. Like, oh, like, no, but there you you are right. There were two outs. Otani isn't really running hard to get to to get to second or third. And not only that, the ball comes in and he goes full Taylor Ward and tries to catch the ball with the catcher standing right behind him. That was good. Now, if, if he gets thrown out there, I probably lose it. Um, luckily he doesn't get thrown out. Everyone probably loses it. Oh yeah. I I mean, again, you, you have to find a way to get in scoring position there. Um, that didn't, that wasn't the thing that lost the game for the angels. No, absolutely not. I, I just think Definitely. that it would have been something I would have done personally. Yeah. would have made sure that Otani was in motion. I mean, he does have some, some wheels and, you know, speaking of, like speaking of what it done here, sidebar, you see the video, um, of the guy who's yelling at yes. Tony La Russa Yes. To get angel. I don't know who's running on help a or I don't know who was actually, they called him in to run, but like, was it angle? I don't know. Oh yeah, it was Adam Angle, and they were, the fans were yelling at Tony Larusa to get Adam Angle in. And the funniest thing, the same thing happened again last night. And they were yelling and at him. No, oh. Larusa, uh, Eloy Jimenez walked to lead off the bottom of the eighth, 
and Adam Engel sprinted out of the dugout. Like <laughs> before Eloy even got to first, it was like, just go run for him now. And it was like Tony had learned his lesson. Yes. I'd love to sit. I'd love to sit behind the dugout and be like, yo, Phil, go warm somebody up. Cause that's what I would have been doing. Like, why are you not warming anybody up in the ninth? And, and speaking of that, let's go ahead and talk about the ninth inning. Uh, one of the worst innings I've no. seen in a while. The worst inning I have ever seen. Yeah, from yeah, a major league baseball team. I, I, I do agree. I don't think. I, I don't think it was all on one person. Like I know everybody's pointing fingers at Stassi, and and it, it has to do with everybody because first let's, off, let's get into have, You need to have somebody warming up, correct? You yep. got to have Tapera. You need to have somebody warming up. I, I didn't hear post game, so I don't know. Maybe Tapera wasn't wasn't ready to go. They. Heard it was probably him. available. Jaime was probably, available. you know, like they had guys. That you, ha- you have to have a, you have to have a righty warming up or at the very least, Jose Quijada. Jesse Chavez was available. And I'm, I'm literally the, the biggest anti Jesse Chavez guy, but at least he's right-handed. Absolutely. So uh, let's go ahead and in a sense, we'll, we'll try to break this down as best as we can. Loop actually does a, does a pretty good job. Um, I think he gets the first guy out if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he gets one he out. Got, he got right, uh, Cal uh, Rayleigh out, and then he's facing Sam Haggerty. Sam Haggerty goes base hit to left, Sir. and then the next, the next. the next AB was crazy. I mean, you get the pinch hitter in Carlos Santana, and then which... this is the thing again. I mean, jumping into this a little bit, jump diving into this more. Blas Diaz absolutely s- screwed up. It, it was in it's at bat too. If I'm not yes, mistaken. it was. Um, it was the the two, two pitch, three, two pitch, whatever you want to call it. Um, part of that, I'm, I'm going to blame on Phil Nevin. I am. Had, you, have to, you have to know, like you have to argue, you need to go out there and argue it. Like you can't. He has you, replay. Like he yeah. has replay. He has three other umpires that he could say, Hey, yeah. Laz, why don't you ask everyone else? Because we had two, two, you're saying three, one, we had two, two. Can you mm-hmm. ask? And if all the umpires say, you know what? We had three, one as well. Then it's like, Hey, go put on the headsets and let's go find out what you said because you called first pitch strike and you called the third pitch a strike. So you had two strikes. What's going on here? So I, I am going to put some more blame on Phil Nevin. That's two Start things. Off. That's two strikes against him so far. And we have just got started. Yes, absolutely. Um, you get that two, two, three, one count, whatever it's supposed to be. Um, it needs, it needs to be argued. You, you need to go out there. It, something needs to happen. Um, whether Laz is, is adamant about it or not, you, you, need to, you need to know what's going on there. You know, if, if the scoreboard has something, you have something, and you're getting a phone call from the, from the replay, the guy's doing the replay, and then and, uh, for the Angels saying, you know, hey, we need to go check this. We need to go out and argue. Like, regardless, it needs to be – it has to be reviewable. You need to go it to – It was reviewable. 100%. It is yeah. reviewable. And it's been I, – I, we've actually seen this happen before. Yes, I've seen it be reviewed. Yeah. So, it's okay. it's not like something that's never happened before. So um, Also so, in this at-bat is the ball in the dirt. Yes. So, you get you do get the Carlos Santana walk, but you do get the ball in the dirt, which the last time I've seen something like this happen was – I, it wasn't Jeff Mathis, was it? I'm trying to think of who did. Somebody did this before as well, where they threw down to they threw it's, down to first base. Oh, probably it might, Napoli. No, somebody threw to first base a couple of years ago, um, and the guy was stealing. Oh yes, I do guy. remember that. Was that Ionetta? It might have been Chris Ionetta throwing th- throws the first base when the guy's stealing. Last time I've seen something like this happen. Um, 
lack of lack of communication. Yeah, lack of communication. 100%. Exactly. He, I mean, as he's well, going hard after the ball, thinking he's going, he gets he away. Has, and he has no idea what the guy's doing. He turns Absolutely no throw, idea. And he's mid throw, mid throw, trying to pull back. You can tell he's trying to let up a little bit. Granted, probably shouldn't be throwing it, but again, it it, it probably makes it pretty dang close. So uh, he drops the elbow. It sails. I. I you blame Stassi on that, hundred percent. Yes, hundred. It look. is that's that's on Stassi. I will. Yes, there's one for Stassi. Still to film two. Stassi one. Yeah. Moving on a little bit more. Uh, Carlos Santana walks on a three, kind of. two, three, one count. Whatever you want to call it. Dylan Moore comes in and pinch, pinch runs. By the way, we we were at the game. Still nobody warming up. By the way, still nobody. Still nobody. So you have runners on first and second. Nobody warming up. First and. Th- uh, first and third. Uh, Haggerty stole third on Correct. the two-one. I was wondering how he one, got one pitch. Pitch. Where... the one-one pitch. The the pitch that was called a strike that Laz thought was a ball. Haggerty steals third on. Yes. Yep. So uh, now we're first and third. Dylan Moore is on first. Sam Haggerty is on third, and we still have Aaron Loop in the game. Aaron Loop has has thrown way more pitches than he should be throwing, and absolutely. still nobody is moving around in the pen. So this is where the fun stuff's going to come in, and, and I apologize. We, we do apologize if this doesn't work out. Hopefully, you on YouTube can see this. If you're not on YouTube and you're listening, jump onto YouTube. You can see our display here. Fantastic-looking drawing, thanks to us here. You see red is the Angels. We have a little bit of blue here going for the Mariners. Um, this is where things get very, very, very interesting. In fact, I, I think we need to – so corner or middle infield was in more too, so I apologize yeah. here on this one. Um, however, this is, this is the play. This is the setup here. You have uh infield in, we got a line drive ground yeah, ball line, line drive offering Gifo's glove. So we have line drive offering Gifo's glove. We're, we're working on it. You go, you, you, okay. you I'll keep talking. You, you kind of draw I this will. as we go along. So Rangifo looks up panics and would you've had the guy at second? Yes. Would you've had the guy at first? No. J-Rod's a plus-plus runner, not a guy you want to try and turn two on. I understand going to the plate there. Yep. So he goes to the plate. Rangifo doesn't follow his throw, which is – Hold tight here. I, I'm gonna. I, we need to get a different color out here for where the angels are moving. By the way, when this happens, when this happens, you have, you have Aaron Loop who comes back here and also pulls an audible going this way as the ball's going. So, <laughs> and then – Time out. Trips here. He trips. <laughs> By the way, we have the ball here at home plate. So this is where things do get interesting here. Um, yeah. Walsh has to stay put at first base as well before yes. we continue with this, just in case Rangifo does try and turn mm-hmm. to. Because if Rangifo flips it to second and Walsh starts breaking to home, then we are in a, a bad situation where it's an automatic run and nobody's at first base. And who knows, maybe we throw the ball and it ends up in the dugout and Rodriguez is on second base. So Walsh does his job almost yes. correctly. Yes. Almost. And he's not making it home. Let's no. just slide by that. He's not making it home. No. Aaron loop. Doesn't tough do read, his tough job. read for Aaron loop. I'm, I'm, let's be honest. Tough read for Aaron loop though, because he's kind of in a sense in a no man's land. I know his pitchers like you and I are smart enough to be like, he, he's so I get what he's doing here by going this way. But, but he, he was going to, go to the right third spot. first, yes. which is a, a hundred percent a no. No, you're taught you all. Yes, you're always taught to fill in um, as a pitcher. You're taught to fill in home, 
um, when there's a rundown between third and home, you're taught to fill in third when there's a rundown between second and third, because there's always going to be multiple guys um, in the middle to, to take over for that position. There's only one, one guy behind home plate. So that's why the pitcher is supposed to get there. Yes. Um, like we said, Rangifo is probably supposed to follow his throw as well. He's not going to get there either. So Rangifo and Walsh aren't going to get there. No. Walsh did make his way towards home. Rangifo and Velasquez kind of went towards third late, which, again, not good. Loop is late to home, and Stassi has the ball. So Stassi has the ball here, correct? This is where yes. things really get messed up, in our in our opinion here. This is... This is not Max Stassi's fault by any. I, I, it's, I give I give him five percent of the blame. Correct, because hundred percent. So, when in a rundown, the first thing that you are supposed to do is you are supposed to run the guy back hard. You want the shoulders to turn. Haggerty's shoulders did not turn. His shoulders were square, and that is a big no-no because it is a lot easier for him to go home. His change of direction is a lot faster than having to turn his entire body. Hmm. So. That is where the Max Stassi fault is. Yeah. Okay. And then you get Stassi jogging back here, jogging him back, pump fake, pump fake, which is fine. But I do agree with you. I do think he needs to give a hard push back. I do, however, think in the back of his head, though, he looks around and sees that, oh, hey, nobody is coming down here yet. So you almost need to protect that. I don't know if that's actually what happened, but I do think that, like, you know, that happened in the back of his head where he was like, okay, like I actually kind of need to jog him back a little bit because no one's here to back me up. Yes. So I do think that he, he, he jogs him back, which is, you know, rule number one, you, you got to run hard on him. Yep. Jose Rojas is, is supposed to come in. They, they teach the guy at third here to creep in a little bit. So it's an easy catch and tag. You do not want to be held on third base. If you are stuck to third base, you are never, ever going to get the guy out. You've always got to creep with him and try and catch and tag. So Jose is probably a step behind where he should be. Um, he also calls for the ball, which Stassi gives the ball up like he's supposed to, right? When Jose calls for the ball, Jose. Oh, wait, we're, we, I need to get my black. Okay, okay. So we got this. He call Jose calls for ball, which I'm not, I don't agree with that. I think that they should be running. If they're, if, if Stassi is, is hopping back in a sense and kind of like taking his time, which I'm also okay with, but I do agree that he needs to jog, sprint back hard. Um, I do think that Rojas needs to stay put at third base because Rojas is coming in hard and Stassi's jogging. A couple, a couple of quick steps for Rojas. It wasn't like he was super hard, but it was a couple of quick steps. But, but I think honestly, if, if Stassi runs it back hard and Rojas is doing what he's doing and it's a catch, tag right away it's an out he can look around and possibly look for the next play i think it doesn't turn into you know the old school sandlot pickle thing with uh, stassi running him back slowly and rojas probably a step behind where he should be so rojas calls for the ball he gets the ball nobody's at home nope stassi's in no man's land which is fine you know i get it Loop is, uh, stassi peels off like he's supposed to right. and he d- probably past the runner's lane, which is a no-no again, but it's okay. Loop is uh, in no man's land because loop, loop is actually up here and then works his way down once yeah. he sees that he's yeah. messed up. It, it looks Walsh a lot is, closer than, than he actually was. Yes. Walsh is close, not but not there. there. No. 100%. And 
and probably about 30 feet away. Yeah, you, and you have nobody here at home plate making it look really, really bad. Um, and also, Velasquez and Rangifo, neither of them are near third base on this. They're, they're both in this area. They're like talking, they're honestly yeah. like right next to each other, which yes. again, Rangifo mm-hmm. needs to work his way straight down here. Yes. 100%. Again, a no no. Yes. And also, and, and also, by the way, we drew outfielders because they stayed put. They stayed there, they stayed stay there, there, and they stayed there. These guys need to be coming in. Yep. Coming so in, the coming right in. fielder is supposed to work his way in towards first base just in case of a back pick situation. The center fielder is going to work his way into second base again so that uh, that base is occupied because all the infielders are su- supposed to be between third and home. The yep. left fielder, again, is going to work his way towards third base and be there just in case somebody is late. Yep. So, yes, Velasquez was not there. He is supposed to be there. That was a very, very obvious move. But also the left fielder, which I believe was Duggar at the time, he's supposed to be there just in case he's like that third guy, just in case he's going to be involved in this rundown if it, you know, keeps going where there's five, six, seven, eight throws. So everyone was wrong on this play. Except I for, did, almost except for Max Stassi, who's getting all the blame. Again, I, I would say I'm giving him some of the blame because he, he didn't run hard at the guy. But yes, everyone messed up on this play. I would say Jared Walsh wasn't quite where he was supposed to be. Even though we say he probably wouldn't have got there in time, it wasn't 100% like, oh, no, I got to get to home plate. It was kind of like, oh, I've got to work my way in. Uh, Rengifo doesn't go the right way. He goes to third. He's supposed to come towards home. Uh, Rojas is probably a step behind where he's supposed to be. Also calls for the ball probably a little bit too early. The outfielders are staying still. Velasquez in Rengi for no man's land. And as we have talked about, Aaron Loop is somewhere between the pitcher's mound and home plate, which on on the ground should never, ever be a spectator. That is the first thing you are taught as a pitcher in PFPs. You are never, ever a spectator. You're always somewhere, always got to be somewhere, whether that's backing up a base or taking over somebody's spot. So absolutely. A lot of things going on in that play. The reason we wanted to do that, one, we wanted to make sure that this isn't 100% Max Stassi's fault. Max Stassi created the inning, yes. He threw the ball into center field, yes. But the rundown, not Max Stassi's fault. The next play that I don't even think we need to to draw up because it was just that easy of a play. First and third again, J-Rod's on first, green runner, but you have Ty France in the plate, and he's a red runner. Red runner, like slow guy, you should be able to turn to if it's hard at you. This is one where, as a coach, you're telling your guys, if you have to come into the ball, you're throwing the ball to the plate. If it's hit hard at you, we are turning two. It's 100%. There's one out. Let's get off the field. And I sent that to Jared last night, very upset. Um, so balls hit hard at Andrew Velasquez. Velasquez kind of turns like he's set up to throw the ball home and he throws the ball home and uh, Dylan Moore knocks the ball out and, you know, the circus starts going and, and it, it starts going for a long time. The circus music was going for about 15 minutes last night. Again, Velasquez didn't do that correctly either. That's one where you just turn it. Rangifo's probably got to be saying something like two, two, two. Um, Stassi actually did again, he did his job correctly. The one thing that he didn't do a hundred percent right there is he's got to protect the ball a little bit better when he's going to tag, but 
not really his fault. I think Velasquez needs to turn two there and we're out of the inning. It's only a one run game. You're going into the ninth inning. Yes, it's seven, eight, nine, but it's a one run game instead of a four run game. So very, very bad inning. And then after the first debacle, you know, after the first one that we just drew out for you guys, that's when Jesse Chavez starts to get going. Yeah. That's when I, he starts to get going. I was actually going to bring that up. And I was looking at it, I was like, when did Jesse Chavez start? It, it was probably about the Thai France half bad is when they started going. Because we looked down there in the dug in the uh, in the bullpen and we're like, well, still nobody going. And then it was like, oh fine, like now somebody's up. Like so. I think Thai Ty France was like stepping into the plate and it was like, oh hey, Jesse, you're you're in. And and he starts throwing, and it's like he's not even close to being hot. Use a mound visit. That was something that I was also upset about. They had plenty of mound visits. We did not use many mound visits last night, if at all. Maybe one. Um, so they had plenty of mound visits. You didn't take you didn't take your free mound visit when they pinch it for Carlos Santana. You also didn't take a mound visit when the circus came to town for the first one that we just drew out. That's an easy, easy time for Phil Nevin to walk out there and, and say, like, hey, Aaron, you know, we, we know what just happened. Infield, we know what just happened. We're going to take a step back. We're going to figure this thing out. Okay, on this play, we're going to turn two if it's hit hard at us. If it's not hit hard, we've got to go to the plate, okay? And, and that was a very, very easy time to go settle everyone down and make sure everyone's on the same page. Instead, nobody slows the game down, and that's what happens to bad teams. They speed the game up on themselves, and there's no real captain of the infield. I know David Fletcher's off the field at this time, and he's probably the guy who would be the one to say, hey, let's take a timeout. Let's talk about this real quick and let's chill out. Um, so a, a lot of a lot of mismanagement in this inning. And it's not just leaving Aaron Loop out there. It's the not Every, taking it's not taking a mound visit. It's not communicating good enough. It's not really preparing these guys um, good enough. So, yes, Stassi made one mistake. I think everyone else made just as many mistakes as he did. And Max is going to wear the blame because that's what he, that's what he's supposed to do. He's the catcher. He's supposed to be one of the captains of this team. So he's, he's not going to go out here and point fingers. He He's going to say, Hey, you know what? It's my fault. I'm supposed to make sure that everyone is in the right position. So it, it is on me, but Phil Nevin gets a lot of blame here. No one's talking about that. Aaron loop gets a lot of blame here. Nobody's talking about that. Rojas gets some of the blame. Velasquez gets some of the blame. I mean, everyone is going to get some of the blame on this inning. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about that. All I heard last night, all I saw on Twitter, all I heard after the game when we were listening to the radio was Max Stassi this, Max Stassi that, Max Stassi this. And then it starts to go into, oh, Max Stassi's hitting 206 on the year. It's like, well, Jerry and I have been talking about Max Stassi hitting 206 all year. We've been telling you guys that he's an 80-game player. You know, he's not a 162 game guy. He's not a hundred and he's not even a hundred game guy. He's a, he's a platoon backup guy. And so for, for people to start attacking him for having a, a rough year, it's like, first of all, Jared Walsh is, is having just as rough of a year and nobody's attacking him the same way that they were attacking Max Stassi last night. So I, I think that there were a lot of mistakes made, but I, I don't think that we need to give Max Stassi the full blame here. And again, I still don't know why Aaron Loop is facing Julio Rodriguez. He's the best player on that team. Why nobody is warming up for the top of the order. <laughs> yes, that, that should have been the thing. It's like, okay, you know top, and it's right, right, left. Like, you you, you really think you're going to get Aaron Loop all the way to Jesse Winker without giving up a run? Like, 
and, and that's what you want. It's like you're going to have three guys, two outs. You're going to bases load two outs, and they're not going to score a run. So, yes, it, it was a, a very bad outing. And, again, people – people, <laughs> the best part last night was hearing people say, oh, Aaron Loop had bad defense behind him. It, it's really hard to play defense when you don't throw strikes. Aaron Loop walked two guys. You cannot be walking two guys. It, it, I know one of them wasn't really a walk because Carlos Santana was, you know, the three, one pitch or whatever. Um, but still you've got to keep your, you've got to be able to throw strikes. You are getting paid eight and a half million dollars. That is my favorite thing to talk about how much money Aaron loop is getting paid to, to be very bad at the baseball. So he needs to be a lot better. He needs to throw a lot more strikes and, and he needs to put them in a position to make some plays. I mean, bad defense, who uh, J Rod hit that ball 110 miles an hour? Like that—that's not a play that's supposed to be made. Yeah, Rangifo gets gets glove on it, which is great, and then you know nobody nobody knows where to go. But the ball was scorched. That ball was hit hard. That was not a oh he hit it you know 82 miles an hour off the bat, slow ground ball, whatever. That was a, that was a well hit baseball. So. We, we, uh, we were very frustrated, so we wanted to get some of that off of our chest tonight. And I think we wanted to also just talk about like what we have taught as coaches and what we've learned as players, where guys need to be, what their assignment is, and, and how it's supposed to look. So I think that was fun using the whiteboard. Good call, Jared. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, really did enjoy using it. 108 off the bat by uh, Julio, by the way. So Uneasy play by any means. Luis Renier hasn't been the best defender. Uh, has, oh. it was, Luis Renier has been fantastic uh, offensively, which is which is great to see. Um, kind of the guy that we thought he might be, probably maybe a little bit more power than we thought he might have, but um, probably probably here for a different day. Um, we really just wanted to break down the that entire inning in a sense, what we saw because, in all honesty, we had the best view of the entire thing we did uh you, you really we really did the only the only other view that you could have said was better would have been uh phil nevin or max stassi like that's the only two nevin might not even had a better view than that but uh but yeah you know tough game we wanted to break it down for you we wanted to give our opinion on it we wanted to you know let you know that you know, we're here we're watching we're with you guys on this and it's tough you know it really is but um but yeah you know we we want to see we want to see the angels win at some point so Nate, you got any final thoughts before we let it I was just going to say that that was a lot of fun to break that thing down. If there's, you know, other plays that, that people want broken down, things like that. I mean, Let's know. we, yeah, we, we love doing that. That was, that was actually a lot of fun, you know, getting, the, getting the whiteboard out and kind of moving guys around and, and showing everyone where they're supposed to be. You know, I, I know hopefully there, there isn't any plays like that again, but there, there probably will be something similar where we, we feel the angels didn't handle a situation well, or I mean, we, we watch baseball. It doesn't even have to be an angel game because, I mean, it, it, we know everyone's watching a lot of other games, a lot more postseason, a lot more playoff contention baseball than, than watching angel games right now because it's been rough the last uh, last month and a half. So, Like Rocket City Trash Panda. So uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, I want to thank you all so much um, for all the support you've given us here if you could subscribe wherever you are listening, uh, let us know whether you like us, whether, uh, you know, we can get better for you. 
um, go ahead and comment in um, on YouTube what you thought about it. Uh, let us let us know. You know, so you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Green thirty four. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social medias: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look us up, Talking Halos, guys. As always, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.